edition of salute your sports december 5th 2018 i am matthew terry the lovable producer james stanley once again back behind the board back from his absence and chris mitchell sitting along right side me the boys are back for the first time in about three weeks we have a full cast for salute your sports and as you can tell james already dug into his bag of tricks as to Random stuff to play during the show. <laughs> Good to have you back, James. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> you, you, were, you were frantically pointing at me. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, Matthew Terry? What do you want for Christmas? Uh, not to fail all my exams. Hey. Christmas came early, though, from a zoo last night. Definitely. That's right. We could talk about that. We form two separate, two separate players, not just one. We got two. Two. Oh, three with KJ Santos. True. True. Did he end up playing last night? He's, no. He dressed out, though. Okay. Yep. That's good. So, so one, one step closer. At least ready for SEC. Saw, which uh, is really uh, the important thing. I saw Mitchell Smith walking around on campus today. Hey. Oh, it's almost like they're students. Yeah, they're really? Here. They're around here sometimes. Drew yeah. Locke and uh, Drew Locke on Monday was shopping in the pasta aisle at uh, Hy-Vee. Hey. Oh. I saw Chase Phillips in the uh, pasta aisle at Hy-Vee. That's a name drop. Yeah, friend of the show, Chase Phillips. No. I'm, I'm sorry. I did have something to say, but I got a I got the news drop that Paul Goldschmidt just got traded to the Cardinals. So, No. Was, uh, oh. Is that a joke? No. <laughs> For who? Oh, probably a big collection of players. He is only on a one-year deal, though, ah. in the last year of his contract. But, uh, well, this is well, a, <laughs> this wow. is terrifying for non-Cardinals fans. Oh, you're not. You're more of a Braves guy than a Brewers guy, right? Yeah, as I sit here in my Braves sweatshirt. But you like the Braves too, though. I do. Yeah, I like the Braves. The Braves and the Brewers are my two teams because Braves fans since birth, entire family's Braves fans. But moving to Wisconsin and living there for eight years made me a Brewers fan as well. So Braves first, Brewers second, but I still have those two teams over pretty much everyone else. But uh, oh, this is a boy. That is a bomb drop of. Uh, Teams that we don't normally talk about here on your sports. That's but I just right. Had to mention it. We're the Mizzou show because the second best first baseman in the National League just got traded within the state. So within right. the state, Arizona's not in Missouri. Into the state. Oh, into the state. That's what I meant. About to say, I don't know. If, when would you ever use Arizona and Missouri in the same conversation? Politically, they're pretty much like polar opposites. Well, I no, I, I guess I guess our no. Arizona's more like Arizona is very Republican. They're very Republican, but yeah. they don't seem like super conservative like, like, eh. like Missouri. I mean, hockey wise, you got the Coyotes who could jump to Kansas City. They're moving to the Central. And, when is uh, that coming? Could, 
Uh, that is 20, in 2021 20, when uh, Seattle joins the NHL. We're talking about all a bunch of sports here on Sunday Sports today. Uh, <laughs> hockey was painful for me last night. I could talk about that in my statement of the week or airing of grievances. We're just all going to complain. But first of all, we need to talk about Missouri football. We're just going to lead off the show with this because the big news that dropped last night, Clemson transfer quarterback Kelly Bryant has announced the next year he will call Columbia home as Kelly Bryant is coming to the zoo for the 2019 season. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Did you ever doubt that he was going to come here? Very uh, much yes. so. Really? 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was going to come here until at the last minute they said that Auburn was in the mix, and I was thinking, oh, boy. No, nah, I got kind of, like, nervous when they were talking about how that Arkansas quarterback was transferring. I was like, Ooh. That was a coincidence because there are already two other guys at Arkansas. Yeah, well, and then yeah. Auburn's quarterback transferred as well, didn't no, he? No, Auburn's quarterback left for the draft, Jared Stidham. Okay, gotcha. So he will be uh, he will be up there with Drew Locke as far as probably two of the three top quarterbacks taking this. Well, and, this uh, and Matthew Terry, this is even better because this is the best-case scenario for Mizzou. I mean, not just Definitely. getting Bryant. But you don't have to work with uh, Michael Wilson or Jack Lowry next year. Or probably the starter, I would think, Taylor Powell. Taylor Powell. Ooh. Powell's always the one that comes in when it's like Woo. garbage time. Huh. But this turns a Mizzou team from what was already going to be a good team because of how good the rest of the supporting cast of the quarterback is. They have the three running backs in Crockett, Roundtree, and Beatty. But now you have a quarterback that can actually make defenses worry, not only through the air, but with his legs. And that's something that teams haven't seen from Mizzou since James Franklin yeah. in 2013. Oh, it's Bryant to, to, well, actually, comparing Bryant to Franklin's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think Kelly Bryant could be the 2019 team's version of James Franklin. I think that's he'll be better than Franklin. Be. It's not that's, a bad place to be. That's good. <laughs> Even better. It's not bad. And what is, uh, is uh, Jack Lowry or Taylor Powell going to step up and be the Matty Mock of the 2013 season then? Hopefully not. Hopefully hopefully Kelly no, Bryant plays all 12. Wood, everything's fine. Well, yeah. okay, Matty Mock was a key part of that 2013 team success. True. Because Franklin got hurt. Well, it's not just that. He also would come in for drives when Franklin necessarily was not getting the job done, and Kerry Pinkle would just kind of throw things up was a little bit. Was that before Franklin got hurt? It was, or is in, that after? It was in the midst. It was kind of like before and after. Because okay. ah, yeah. Franklin mostly got hurt at the end of the 2012 season, I believe it's after the Syracuse game. He got he got his bell rung, and there's stories of like, there's this guy who like went down to the sideline with this kid to get an autograph, and like James Franklin signed his name, but didn't even sign his name. James Franklin, he signed it something else, uh, <laughs> and he said he's ooh. never seen anyone like more out of it. And he took a really bad hit that game. That's scary. Oof. That's when uh, oh Burke Stresser, Burke Stresser became the main oh yeah the main starter Vaguely. there I know through the rest of the year. Corbin Burke, Burke Stresser. Yeah. Um, uh, update on this because we were just talking about it a few uh, minutes ago. The package that the Diamondbacks are getting back for <laughs> for Paul Goldschmidt includes Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly. Who? A pitcher. Hey, a as long as it's not the not the, not the, the player Kelly that was Bryant supposed to be the successor uh, to Yadier Molina is going to uh, the Diamondbacks. Oh, rut row. Whoops. So, Cardinals going all in. That's all we're going to talk about. That I'm sorry I had to share it. Big baseball nerd, so I had to I had to throw that out there. Here's to you, baseball fans. So going back to Kelly Bryant after I brought us off topic. Next year could be a really good year, especially for this Tigers offense. Because now that you have Kelly Bryant, you have supposedly a competent quarterback, a good 
It's a great quarterback depending on how he plays. The rest of the offense is only losing three pieces. That's right. Losing Emmanuel Hall, which is going to sting because we yeah, know how good be. Emmanuel Hall is. And we saw how the team played without him this year. And they're losing two offensive linemen in Kevin Pendleton and Paul Adams. So the starting left guard and right tackle. Those two can be replaced. Won't be easy, but they well, can yeah, be replaced. You said only three players, four players, including Lowell. Oh, I get what you're saying, filling, trying to yeah, fill that void. Exactly. Well, couldn't you say that Nance is going to kind of fill in the spot for, for Manuel Hall? You could definitely say that. Sure. Jonathan Nance, who we haven't brought up yet, but also announced the grad transfer from the school one state to the south of us, Arkansas, Dogs, is announced baby. he will also be making his presence felt at the zoo next year. Jonathan Nance, who had a 539 yards and five touchdowns, both numbers led Arkansas, in 2017, will be coming to play in the black and gold and could instantly be a big target for Kelly Bryant. Well, in, in speaking of those big of those big targets, you're talking like uh, talking about with James Franklin. Does Kelly Bryant have the same tools that James Franklin had to work with? And that's Doro Green Beckham, as well as Marcus Lucas, LaDamian Washington. These guys were all like 6'3 or above. Yeah. I don't think that he has quite that same. He doesn't have the size. The same height. All these players have the speed. That's That, yeah, that is very true. But is that going to. Is this going to help Mizzou's cases in terms of not having the, the gunslinger Drew Locke behind center next year? Uh, I think that depends. Because right. well, could you <laughs> make the argument, Chris? <laughs> I'm sorry. Solid maybe. You could, yeah, you could make the argument with that, that, that height would help out a quarterback like Kelly Bryant. Speed helps out a quarterback like Drew Locke because just slinging the ball down the field and then hoping somebody can run underneath it and catch it. That's yeah. true. However, speed on receivers like this can force defenses to play back, guard over the top, to make sure players like Knox and Scott and Johnson don't beat them deep. So you open up more running lanes for Bryant and for the running backs. Hey, n- 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 another player you forgot is coming back, uh, Okawebenom. Yeah, That's definitely. right. Yeah. Except uh, Kendall Blanton's gone. So Yep, uh, but we saw Daniel Parker Jr. step up right. throughout the year. He could be a solid number two tight end. I think Brennan Skills is also going to be on the team next year. I don't see why he wouldn't be to be the number three tight end. So this offense could be really good next year. And also looking at Mizzou's schedule for the 2019 oh, season. I was just looking at that uh, last night. And boy, howdy, it is a uh, pretty favorable. Yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> I think like the definitely like the hardest game is going to be like in Athens. Oh, yeah. Georgia. At Georgia will be tough. And it's also toward the end of the year, too. And yeah. I think that will that'll help out Missouri's chances to win that if anything. Yeah, so looking at this Mizzou schedule, their out-of-conference games include a trip to Laramie, Wyoming, West Virginia that's losing everybody coming to Mizzou. <laughs> hey, do you, know, do you know as, like, as like assistant to the sports director, are we sending someone out to Wyoming to cover that? Of course. Oh, we have man. people that are lined up ready to go to Wyoming. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have heard multiple people say, I want to go to Laramie, Wyoming for this. <laughs> I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. Nope, neither am I. Anyways, <laughs> can, can, uh, you, can, you, can we not get a name drop here of who it is? Uh, I mean, it's I think- Corbin. Corbin said he wanted to. Well, <laughs> Zach, Bur- Zach Berman, freshman, said he wanted to. Well... That I just really sense. want to make James. I just really want to make James play this over and over again. And of since Corbin, Corbin wants to go, I think Daniel would probably want to tag along with or, him. Or else Parker Reed, one of those two. Oh yeah, hit the button. You name drops. You got two. You got two. Two more to name play. drops. Come on. 
There we go. People are going to think that, that, that we're playing like Snoopy's Christmas. <laughs> uh, are we going to play that? I can play it out of break. Ooh. Or Ooh. into break. Hey, Anyways. I like that. Speaking of um, non-conference games, Wyoming's the only uh, away non-conference game. Uh, the other one being Troy, which is coming here to face Mizzou, which is terrifying because they've beaten SEC teams each of the last two years. <laughs> they are not a team you want. <laughs> you, you don't want to pay for to uh, bring to your oops. to bring to your house. You have Arkansas. You have to go to Arkansas, and then Ole Miss is the SEC West opponent. Yeah, that's they got to extremely lucky with Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss has beaten Mizzou since when? It must be way back in the '60s. Ole Miss is down right now, so. Probably not going to be looking good for them. Wait, have you got more baseball news as you look at your phone? No. Oh. Saying <laughs> Ole Miss is not going to be good next year. I'm just looking at my phone because I have massive uh, attention problems. It's fine. We all do but here. Florida's coming here to Columbia. Tennessee is going to Columbia. The tough games are going to be at Georgia and at Kentucky, which are back-to-back with a bye week in between. Ooh, okay. That actually doesn't sound like half bad when you think about it. So, going yeah. to be a good step up. up. I'm, I'm thinking like maybe like eight. I think he could get this eight team wins could win ten games. Ooh, yeah, it could win ten games. West Virginia at home should be a win because West Virginia is losing Will Greer. They're losing David Sills. They're losing a lot of talent on that team. They are. And it's in Columbia. It's in Columbia. I don't, really, I, the games I'm worried about are at Kentucky and at Georgia. And at Troy. Troy here, but sure. Well, yeah, Troy. It should be a good season for the Tigers next year. Any last thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm I'm clocking them in at like a maybe minimum eight wins. They could probably win like ten. Yeah, like you said, team on on paper should win more than that. Okay, but uh, I think that this team next year theoretically could win the SEC East. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Uh, that Georgia game is going to be tough, and that might be the key to it. But right. if they can win, they, if either they can win that Georgia game or if Georgia stumbles twice, which is going to be tough because it's Georgia and how good they are. But, you don't know, Mizzou should be in contention for an SEC title next year. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll keep talking about Mizzou football, more of a season review of the Tiger team throughout the year. But first, don't forget, every Saturday this fall is a KCOU Sports Saturday. Listen to your favorite KCO shows, KCOU shows every Saturday all day long. No huddle, breaking the plane, Mizzou basketball, and more. Every Saturday. It's not just Saturday, folks. It's KCOU Sports Saturday. Salute Your Sports will be back on the other side of this break, folks. Won't take too long. Don't go away. Sleigh bells in the snow. The snow. This is your boy Rubik's. I got a message for all y'all out there. You can find yourself with nothing to do from noon to two on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Bing. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. Last time I seen him was at the store with a spice eye looking salty. I stepped out with some cold Good evening. The game you're about to see is the most stupid, appalling, disgusting, and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Hi, I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Cole Toussaint. Tune in to our show, KNC Sports, every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9. We discuss all the latest and greatest scores and stories from around the world of sports. Remember to tune in every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9 
only on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at KCOU.FM. You don't want to miss it. Oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Straight up, give it to us. Ball don't lie and neither do we. Catch Ball Don't Lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean, Derek McKinney, and Connor McKinn. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick technicals. Ball Don't Lie! That Ball Don't Lie. Whether it be t-shirts for your charity event or jerseys for your intramural team, let one-to-one print shop handle your custom apparel needs. Need some inspiration in crafting a logo or design? Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at one-to-one print shop and check out some of their latest work. Or check out their website at one-to-oneprintshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. One-to-one print shop is the place to get custom apparel in Columbia. Salute your sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell alongside me for one of the last shows of the semester here on KCOU 88.1. Why that time? Snoopy was dropping a bomb on the Red Baron. All right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, someday, I someday wish that I could just have as much random joys things as James when he finds something to play going into a show. Hey, every day and he's just here got that like, big grin on his face. It's the best. Every every Wednesday afternoon here is like it's just like Christmas Day. <laughs> you just get to find you just get to find new ways. Oh, there's another one. Oh, the Red Baron. He's he's down in the Rhineland. Oh, he got him. He got him this time. Good job, Snoopy. Got him right over the Somme. Shout out to the Somme <laughs> River. I just listened to a, like a World War One podcast, like last month. All right, I, we haven't talked about this yet. Chris Mitchell, right now. We haven't talked about World War One yet. No, I'm looking at Chris right now. As Chris is sitting in his chair with his he looks headphones like Buddy on, Holly. over a Santa hat That's and right. sunglasses on, in our, in our basement studio. That's right. It's a holiday special. I wanted to go all out. Wanted to go. You were just hoping one of us would mention. I mean, granted, I did, but I mean, probably. I was just, uh, you know what I realized about these hats? These aren't really, like, uh, built for cold weather, if that no. makes any sense. No, they really aren't. They're all aesthetics. Yeah, yeah it's all, like, a, I need, aesthetic. like, function-only, like, Santa hats. Is it, they, they got make those? They, no, yeah, I, I don't think they do. They have, there's a market. There's got to be a market for it. Not get into that market, Chris. That's right. 
You know what hat I could see? I'm do my I could see Chris pulling off. What? One of like the you know like the hunt the hunter hats with like the ear flaps. Uh huh. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, my brother has one like of those. Fur lined. Oh yeah, Chris could definitely pull one of those off. Yeah, I'm gonna just borrow the one Andy has and wear that. With with Doesn't, like his flannel. I'm pretty sure someone at KCU does have one. Name drop Will Nolte, the freshman. That's right, he does. Who <laughs> might still be Are sitting outside the studio? He really sure has, he has one, one of those. If he, uh, if he doesn't, then I don't know what I'm thinking of right now, but I know someone here has He does not one. seem like the person that would wear that. And uh, Who Hal knows? has one, another freshman. Who? Uh, Hal. I, I oh, yeah, I know. S-step, I think. S-step, yeah. Something uh, like that. I'm sorry if you're listening and I butcher your name. It's just, it's just love what's you, going Hal. on. Of course, Shout love to all the freshmen out there. in KCRU. Y'all love in everyone hats. in KCRU. So how about this season of Mizzou football? Oh, yeah, definitely. This <laughs> It's not over yet. No, it's not over yet, but the regular season <laughs> is, James game. Stanley, and that's what we're going to talk about. We haven't even mentioned what bowl game the, the Tigers got. We sure. actually haven't. Uh, <laughs> that's probably, like, the In biggest news segment we have because that broke on Saturday. That's yeah. true. Uh, Kelly Bryant was bigger, I think, because as a more long-term impact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just heard someone yell. Yeah, it sounded like Josh Neighbors. Uh, what makes that definitely makes sense, but anyways, Mizzou football. In case you're just waiting on us to deliver every single piece of Mizzou news, is going Sorry. to the Liberty Bowl. That's right. Versus Oklahoma State on December 31st in Memphis, New Tennessee. Eve. Walking to Memphis, yes, sir. Oki State Peel Cowboys. Street. Take on Mike Gundy and his army of mullets. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Oh Built my god. The best way I've heard Mike Oklahoma Gundy. State ever described. Built for this. All right. I'm a man. I'm 40. Bless <laughs> <laughs> my gunny. Anyways, Mizzou will be playing them. Mizzou finishing eight and four on the season after two wins against Tennessee and Arkansas. So finish things out. You know, it's been a very roller coaster of a season for the yeah. Tigers. It had the team had its eyes. Had their lows, had everything pretty much in between. Overall, finishing about what people expected. Yeah, we're yeah, the viewers at home kind of like suspected <laughs> eight and four, maybe like seven and five. I and had seven and five going into the year. Glad to be wrong. Yeah, I had eight and four. I had twelve and zero. Oh. <laughs> of course you did, Jay. Well, Sorry. fine. Then I had two and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Who's closer? Uh, you are. Oh, by one game. By two games, James. A couple games. games. Math, we're good at it here. Well, ma- well, Matthew Terry's the math major here. Yeah, I do more than just adding numbers together. That's not what I have a degree. That's not what I'm getting a degree for. Sure, there's multiplication, division, there's uh, fractions. Yep, all that stuff. It's all great. those numbers. Ooh. But anyways, Mizzou finishing 8-4 and four in the year. So I just have do a you few. you want a calculator for Christmas? Sure, James. Get one of those, like, fancy uh, TI calculators. No, I was going to go to the dollar like, store and buy the ones that run on the AA battery. <laughs> <laughs> like those, like, weird solar panels. So it's like, uh, if you, like, hide them, you, like, can't see, like, the screen. Yeah. I've That's, like, like, really old. I have, like, four of those calculators. Cause I just keep using them and losing them and buying one only to rediscover it. I used to have, like, a big, bulky, like, uh, square calculator that, like, flapped, like, up and down. Oh, the yeah. screen did. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Shout out to those. Took, like, C batteries, I think. Oh my goodness! Anyways, I do have a few, uh, just a few questions, a few talking points for this Mizzou football season. We'll spend too much time on it because we do have some other things to talk about. Just a few questions for you guys. One: What was your favorite moments of this season for the Missouri Tigers? Which one of you two wants to start off? Uh, James can go first. Awesome. Get a little bit of background. All right, background cool. music here. Go for uh, it. I'll have to go with. Um, 
Jeez. Man, I can't. You put me on the spot. Beating Arkansas, maybe. All right, cool. Yeah, thirty-eight was... to nothing, or thirty-six, thirty, thirty-eight to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll, I'll have to go with that. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with uh, beating Florida on the road because I think it was like uh, one of those things where it's like it was a must win, and they actually got the must win. It's not something uh, Mizzou fans are really used to from Barry Odom just yet beating like a ranked like conference opponent on the road. It was cool to see. It showed it showed like a turning point, showed like a growth moment for this uh, fledgling Barry Odom football program. I'm going to agree because I said mine was also going to be the Florida win. As James does the hand moments, movements of the fight songs in the middle of the studio, it's great. Also, uh, news drop is something that actually matters now. Uh, the University of Missouri, Missouri Board of <laughs> Curators has approved a contract extension for Barry Odom. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to talk about parking. Darn it. $3.05 million ah. per year through 2024. Ooh, boy. Six years for Barry Odom. I'm going to have to make an addendum on my Orna from like two months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Anyways, but uh, Barry's under a new contract, which is good because he really turned the team, helped turn the team around this year and showed improvement. Yeah. All right. So next thing, who is your team MVP throughout wow. the season? All 50, 60, 70-something players that regularly played for the Tigers. Who do you think was the most important to the team's success this year? Man, I, this could be, like, super obvious, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go Emmanuel Hall. Like, the way he, like, impacted the offense, like, when he was playing and when he wasn't playing, there's, like, such, like, a stark difference between how good the team was when he when he, when he was, wasn't playing. And you can really see that when he actually came back and uh, was able to, like, stretch the field out for Drew Locke. And uh, they were able to make some magic happen out there. So, salute to you, Emmanuel Hall. You're my MVP this year. Sad to see you go. My team MVP? Hmm. I want to be original. I don't want to say Drew Locke. You don't say Drew Locke, I will. Uh, someone has to. I say, uh, how about Terry say Beckner Jr.? You go for it. I'll, yeah. take, I'll take Terry Beckner Jr. That's another name I was thinking. Uh, just because it's not that he had such an, you know, so many uh, flashy stats as we've seen from some of these hashtag Mizzou D-line, D-line guys in the past, like uh, Coney Ely or uh, or even Michael Sam. It's the fact that he it, he would take up so much space on the line that some teams would have to, you know, force up to use two of their offensive linemen to block him, which would allow his teammates to come in and... Uh, and make some easy tackles. And so. that's what a good defensive tackle is supposed to do. It's supposed to basically eat up blockers and occasionally bring pressure. So Terry Beckner Jr., great. Drew Locke is the obvious answer, and for that reason I'm also not going not gonna to say him. I'm going to go with someone else on the defensive side of things in Kale Garrett. Okay. Oh, team yeah, that's good. team yeah. leader for tackles, 62 solo tackles. Only one other Tiger had more tackles than that combined. Garrett finished with 98 and six tackles for loss, shirt up. This Mizzou linebacking core and a defense that improved throughout the year, even pitched a shutout in the last game of the season. Against Arkansas, though. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean their it's offense still. isn't like They couldn't do that the last horrible. two years. That uh, Arkansas yeah, team uh, put up true. 32 on Alabama. I'll have that's you true. know. Exactly. I think Arkansas going to that game, though, just they just had their tail between the legs. They were not, not feeling, feeling it. it. Yeah. Just wait, just waiting to go home. Oh, definitely. And, it, mean, and it, it gets like worse cold. for them. By rainy. the way. How about this Kelly Bryant thing adding fuel to the to yeah. the fire uh, and Jonathan the Nance. line rivalry game? And John, I think Jonathan Nance hurts them more oh, than yeah. Kelly Bryant not well, going Nance there. barely played this year, but he's... But, yeah, he's, but still, he's, he's one of their really top good. wide receivers. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just like solid. Number one on the depth chart. At so, least going into the Mizzou game, he was. Yeah, true. But so, man, oh man, that, if, if if that was if that was Mizzou, that would just stick in my craw. <laughs> if that was, that, yeah, or it, I should say, if that was Arkansas stealing, uh, let's say that they stole Jalen Knox. Yeah, this is very much like some uh, Shelbyville stealing the lemon tree ish. What? Shelbyville stealing the lemon tree. You got yeah, oh, Springfield. Simpsons. Yeah, Springfield, oh. Shelbyville. Still in the lemon tree. Okay, when you said the tree, I thought you were talking about Auburn and Alabama, which is nah. another chapter of. <laughs> oh. How nasty would that be that you would go pour acid on your on your like rivalry? Sounds like something tree. that would happen in Alabama. Very, I don't even think that would happen in the Mizzou Kansas rivalry. No. Didn't we burn down their campus? We didn't. I didn't. William yeah, Quantrell did, did in nineteen or nineteen sixty in eighteen sixty three. He was not a Missourian. No. And here in well no no he was a Missourian he was not a Colombian. And here's uh, the irony in that, is that everyone thinks Joe. with the, uh, <laughs> is that everyone thinks with the Missouri Tigers, you know, they got their nickname from the Civil War. Yeah. The Tigers of Columbia were a union militia to Ooh. like, to like defend Columbia against guys like William Quantrill. Ah, yeah. When it comes to the, to the border war against the Jayhawks, Mizzou fans love owning up to, to William Quantrill. Even mm. wearing, go as low, going as far as wearing shirts that say scoreboard, you have a picture of Lawrence being burned, and it says Missouri, 189, Kansas, nothing. Do you know what that means? <laughs> what does it mean, James? 189 is how many people died in Lawrence from William Contrell. I'm pretty sure you could find those shirts, like people like vending those are like the legend or something in KCK. <laughs> I don't even know where to find one. There was, there, was one, there was one shirt I wanted to get back when Kansas and Missouri played. It was a quote of, it had William Contrell's face on it, and it said, uh, it said, Lawrence is a nice place to live, but I'd never or is a nice place to visit, but I'd never want to live there. Ah, even though he actually didn't say that, but mm-hmm. good times. All right, next question. So uh, kind of go a little bit quick because there are still a few other things we want to talk about. Who is your most improved player throughout the year for Mizzou? Or rather, we can just change this one into us, uh, like most forward looking to next year. Yeah, or like biggest surprise player, someone that really burst on the scene this year that you weren't expecting and are glad to see. Does that make sense? Uh, I'm gonna go Jalen Knox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he he really he really started to develop after the Alabama game and became more important. I think next year he's gonna be he could be as important to Mizzou's offense as Emmanuel Hall was this year, and uh, and we, and we've seen Mizzou take these young three and four star guys and turn them into guys that are five star quality, just like Emmanuel Hall. I mentioned him earlier, Ladamian Washington, Jerry Macklin, not so much. He already came in as a high as a high prospect recruit, but. Uh, there's just so many, you know, wide receivers that, and Missouri does such a great job with this, and that's what you got to do if, if you're a school the size of, uh, school the size of Mizzou. Uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. I'm not gonna name a player. I think my most improved is Derek Dooley. Oh, and it was, as soon as I started seeing your lips for the Derek, I was thinking, yep, that's exactly who he's going with. <laughs> now, here, what I mean by that is, like, as soon as I, like, saw the news, like, when it got announced that they were hiring Derek Dooley, I was like, there's no way, like, this dude who was, like, a uh, like wide receivers coach for the Cowboys and was a failed like head coach for the volunteers had any business like trying to like run this like high octane offense that Mizzou was trying to run with uh, Josh Heupel like calling the plays and drawing up stuff like that and as the season progressed like yeah there were a lot of like boneheaded like decisions being made but he sort of started to like develop you know actually having like solid game plans against like defenses and stuff like that especially towards like the end of the year against teams like uh, Tennessee against uh, like Florida. Well, Arkansas. and especially after the Alabama game, that's yeah. that's when I saw him really change the play calling 
and that's when it started to make a difference, and that's when the wins started coming as well. Yeah, so I think he's like actually starting to like figure out this whole like offensive coordinator thing, and it kind of gives me a little bit of hope coming into the next year, even though Kelly Bryant and Drew Locke are like very different quarterbacks, and uh, you'd have to change the schemes up a little bit. To kind of go off on a tangent here, do you think it's going to be easier for Derek Dooley to coach uh, Bryant over Drew I mean, I think it'll be Bryant was I a think pro style could, guy, right? Yeah. Back in Clemson? Yeah, but he can still run. Yeah, okay. I think it'll be the offense will include a lot more running the ball and a lot less of the deep shots, but it should still otherwise be the same. A lot of the quick passes. Okay, so yeah, I was impressed by Dooley's like improvement in play calling, and I expect more from him this next season. All right, better deliver. My most improved is uh, Demarcus Acey. Yeah, okay. Someone's good one. Someone that struggled throughout the start of the year, and someone that struggled last two years. And Mizzou, but really around the middle of the season, he really turned it on, especially after the debacle that was the Kentucky game. Because yeah. he played really well in that game, got called for questionable pass interference, and then turned into the Tigers' top corner throughout the year and someone that should be locked down for Mizzou next season. I'm excited to see how much AC progresses next year. Last one, biggest disappointment for a player this year, or just a moment. Player or a moment, take your pick. Uh, do we just want to go to the yeah. count of three and say Kentucky? Sure. Well, I was not going to take it because I know that you were on the call with Connor McCann. That was disappointing, yes. So but I, also, I was going to let you let you have that one completely. Yeah, uh, like yeah sure, I'll take it. Kentucky uh, was disappointing. Uh, that was just... I oh, mean, yeah. is anyone going to take Georgia? I'm taking Georgia. Mizzou should upset the Bulldogs. You know what? Yeah, can, I can we all that. just name three different the three losses that weren't Alabama? Yep. Yeah. I'll call right. South Carolina. Fine, South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky. It was all disappointing. <laughs> Despite how good this team was this year, three very disappointing games that could have won otherwise. This We could <laughs> easily be talking about a 10-win Mizzou team that could be going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I like how this is bleeding over into, like, overall thoughts. Monday morning quarterbacking. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to keep it right here. A few words about Missouri basketball yeah. before we go to break. They had a big home win, overtime win over Central Florida, and Jordan Geist was the hero in Geist. that game. Like, Geisty. What? Jordan Geist hitting a clutch three-pointer to send Mizzou to overtime over a team that was projected to win the, the American. National championship. A team that was projected <laughs> to jams. win the American Conference this year in basketball. So a big win for Mizzou at UCF, and it's a big step for this program and a team that struggled at the start of this year. Yeah, it was really something to see, like, that level of production coming out from, like, Jordan Geis, who was hitting all those clutch shots, like, going into, like, the second half and then overtime. James, what are you doing? I'm being Trent McRae. Oh, you're pretending <laughs> to DJ. All right, DJ Redbird. Moving and uh, Tillman. Up and down the soundboard. And Tillman getting to work on uh, Taco Fall. Oh, Even yeah. there was an incredible size difference. He could have just gotten bullied in yeah. the post. And it's- he didn't really, per se. So yeah, that was Are a- you five? <laughs> I got my record scratch. <laughs> Anyways, I was really impressed with Tillman in the UCF game. It could have easily just been completely neutralized by Taco Fall because Taco has a solid like half a foot on Jeremiah Tillman, which not many people do. Yeah. But Tillman played really well in that game. Tillman's been solid throughout the start of the year, still shown a lot of ways he can improve. But he's not fouling as much as he did last year. That's pretty much all we can ask for. Yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, good win over UT Arlington last night. Uh, let me pull up the score of that real quick. It was about a 20- it was like 65-45, right? It was exactly the win you wanted to see from Mizzou in that game. Yeah, just having like total control over it. Like it kind of, it's kind of is a twenty point win a blowout basketball for this Mizzou team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll call I it. I mean, I would say a blowout, blowout win is getting up to like eighty points, and what they only yeah. put sixty up. Yeah, but this Mizzou offense will very rarely put up. A smothering win against yeah, 70 points in a season. Against UTA. Smothering. Uh, Mizzou winning 65-45. to 45. They play Oral Roberts on Friday before hosting the Xavier Musketeers on December 18th. Ooh. It's the Tuesday after finals weekends. Ooh. It's going to be a big matchup. Mm-hmm. Big, big matchup to start off winter break. And then after that, they have the bragging rights game on the 22nd. Game against Moorhead State. And then SEC play will begin. So only four more games until Mizzou starts conference play. Do you want to see a few more things out of this Tigers team? Because this has been a disappointing start to the year. Well, it's, it's not the team's fault. I mean, having a couple injuries is not helping them out at all. Definitely. Yeah. Losing, losing Watson struggled as well. And and also the loss of uh, and having, not having Santos Jonte around. Porter. Or Jonte. And, and, not having, and not having Santos around as well. And I think one of the problems is with Kevin Perrier. It's not that, it's not that Perrier is a bad player by any means. He's just not a player that fits best into a leadership role in terms of uh, terms of like leading hmm. leading in points. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, leadership wise, I mean, off the floor, I think he's one of the better. I mean, seniors usually fill that void pretty well. Yeah, but uh, I just think that that an on the floor leader, he's not he's not the guy that you want there. Terrence Phillips would be an excellent fill in now yeah. for this team well, this year, but I mean, well. that's that's a totally different can of worms. I'm not gonna yeah, let's not, let's, let's stay away from that, but. Uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking all the time. If we do have a show next week, we'll get into more about uh, what's going on heading into the SEC. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, James is hosting Ornell on the other side of this break. But first, I want to say a few wor- more words about Missouri Tiger men's basketball team. They're back on KCOU all season long. You heard the home opener. You heard the Paradise Jam bragging rights in every Mizzou men's basketball non-conference game at least home games, will be on KCOU and KCOU.FM. KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. We'll be right back, folks, or not on the other side of this. Stay tuned. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Hey, Joey, I got some stuff you just got to try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What, chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Uh, Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! KCOU would like to thank Shakespeare's Pizza for their support. Shakespeare's has three convenient locations at 225 South 9th Street, 3911 Peachtree Drive, and 3304 West Broadway, meaning wherever you are in Columbia, you are never far away from one of Columbia's most renowned restaurants. To check out their full menu, go to Shakespeare's.com. Thank you, Shakespeare's, for supporting Student Radio. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la la la.
has got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The Officially the dumbest song I've ever heard. I love <laughs> hey, every bit of it. I'm walking here. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. Dumbass baby. On KCOU, I'm Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell. Alongside me on this December 5th edition. With the 440 mark, that means it's time for one thing. James Stanley is ready to host your favorite Salute Your Sports game show. It is time. Or or not. All right, James, it's up to you. From this point out, take it away. You want to talk about uh, Mizzou Bowl games? I'm sure Do it. So this week's category are Mizzou Bowl game opponents or not. Nah. Okay. Okay. It's a good one. I like this one. You were right in saying that I'd like this one. So there we go. There's the uh, mysterious music. Ah. Uh, Who would like to go first? I think that Chris won last time. You want to go first, Chris? Actually, no. No, no. Matthew Terry beat me because I led 3-1, and then he came back and just shellacked me. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. After <laughs> after Chris Mitchell had, had the game that never ends, we had like a billion questions. There oh, yeah, because there's 32 teams. It was NFL teams on yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we usually go eight rounds, though. We went like 15 rounds. Hey, I won. Stop complaining. <laughs> I'll go first. All right, Matthew Terry. All right. Has Missouri ever played Kansas in a bowl game? Yes or nah? Gonna go with nah. Thank you. Yes, that is correct. Cause <laughs> I mean they've been rivals in the big, big yeah. six, big eight. I mean there was a time when they were not in the same conference. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, called right in, now, James. In the in the Missouri Valley, I don't think Kansas was in the Missouri Valley at the same time. Although they still had the rivalry going. But uh, Matthew Terry leads this one one to nothing. Chris Mitchell. <laughs> Has Mizzou ever played Texas A&M in a bowl game, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, no, they have rats. never played Texas A&M in a bowl game. If you remember, they were in the Big 12 for a short time uh-huh. together. But before that, Texas A&M was in the uh, the Southwestern Conference. Ooh, okay. And uh, no, their paths never crossed. So Interesting. There you go into the top of the second. One to nothing. Ooh. Matthew Terry leads. And the 0-1 pitch. Has Vanderbilt ever played Missouri in a bowl game? Yes or not, Matthew Terry? I am going to say yes. No. Hmm. Vanderbilt has never played Missouri in a bowl game. So here's a chance for Chris Mitchell to tie it up in the bottom of the second. Chris Mitchell, has Mizzou ever played USC? And that's not South Carolina. That's the University of Southern California in a bowl game, yes or no? Nah? I'm going to say yes. Their very first bowl game ever. That's right. I want to say it was like it was the Christmas Bowl. Ooh. Back in the 1920s. Ah. 1927. 47,000 people uh, showed up to watch that one. Showed up to watch a bunch of college kids pass the ball. Yeah, throw it backwards. So <laughs> we're tied up Pump at the ball a lot. one to one. <laughs> hey, the punt's the best offensive play. That's such a Big Ten quote. It's, a, it's from an ACC coach. Really? It's from David Cutcliffe, coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Ah. The Matthew s- Terry. 7-5 Blue Devils. Has Mizzou ever played Furman in a bowl game, yes or not? Nah? Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not, it's not wanting There's to, a glitch in to the matrix. buzz you. Oh, no. So it's not I, wanting to buzz you wrong. Yeah, no, so no wrong? They've, they've never they've never played Furman. I just thought go. that'd just be one of those teams you threw out there as like an obvious no. <laughs> or like an obvious as like an obvious yes. 
of like, oh, of course they played. Otherwise, why would James pick Furman of all teams? All right, so Chris Mitchell, chance you to take the lead in the bottom of the third. Uh-huh. Has Mizzou ever played Tennessee in a bowl game, yes or nah? I'm going to say nah. Ding, ding. They've never played the Volunteers in a bowl game. Huh, interesting. Hmm. So, Matthew Terry. Sir. Has Mizzou ever played BYU in a bowl game, yes or nah? I'll say yes. Okay, this thing is. We got, we, got, we got gremlins in the in the engine right now. Ding ding <laughs> ding! You got it right. right. <laughs> Let's see if it'll work now. It's gremlins no, in the it engine. Won't, it won't work. Oops, All right, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, you're right. They did play BYU in a bowl game. So, uh, what's the score? Is it uh, two two? Two two. Uh huh. Chance for Chris Mitchell to uh, retake the lead. Uh huh. Has Mizzou ever played Iowa in a bowl game? Yes or no? Nah? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. I was going to give that one to you because you're brother. So. Uh-huh. Yay. Man, this game is terrible without the sound effects. <laughs> I do not like ding, this at all. Ding, ding, yeah, Try to make it work, James. Maybe we can get Dominique the donkey to, to jingle his bells for us. Yeah, just like donkey kick the thing to make it work. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a pioneer, so. Uh, <laughs> shout to Red Dead, too. Matthew Terry. Has Mizzou ever played Fordham in a bowl game? Yes or not? The Rams, the Fordham Rams. Um, I'm just gonna say yes. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> you got it right. Woo! Hey. I mixed in Fordham and Furman because the names are so similar. Of course you did. Mizzou played Fordham in probably the worst bowl loss ever for a team in history. Good. Mizzou lost to Furman in the Sugar Bowl 1942, 2 to nothing. Ama- <laughs> Ew! <laughs> they lost I'm on offended. a safety. Oh. So what happened is that the Sugar Bowl game was played at Tulane Stadium. Roll and wave. Roll wave. There, I don't know if it was a, there was a major downpour. I don't know if I want to call it a hurricane or not. It's New Orleans. It was probably a hurricane. <laughs> New Orleans. It was probably a hurricane. They played in like six inches of mud. Good. And there was no offense at all. And Mizzou lost Imagine it. Imagine if that happened now. Third ever bowl great. game ever. So that puts us tied, what, back at four each? Three each. Three, three. three each. Yeah. Three, three. Three all, as I would say, across the pond or something. Chris Mitchell. Say that here. Has I, Mizzou ever played Ole Miss in a bowl game, yes or no? Nah? I'm going to go say yes. Ole Miss? I'm sorry. You got that wrong. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say no, they haven't. All right. Not working again. And there we, there we go. go. Okay, yeah, they've not they've not played Ole Miss in a bowl game. This game this game has turned into is or not. It's me versus Chris versus the Pioneer. <laughs> Pioneer right. leads it five to nothing. Pioneer is undefeated. <laughs> Pioneer has to come All up. All right, from so the three off. to three into the top of the fifth. Is it gonna work today? Yes All or right. not? Three to th- wait, top of the fifth? I thought it was like the sixth or something. I don't know. It All doesn't right, cool. doesn't matter. It's back to the top of the inning. All right, awesome. You can take the lead here. Matthew yeah, Terry, has Mizzou ever played Mississippi State in a bowl game? Yes or nah? no? No. You got that right. Woo! Continuing with the Mississippi team's themes, has Mizzou, Chris Mitchell, has Mizzou ever played Southern Miss in a bowl game? Yes or nah? Uh, Yes. So back up, uh, we're tied at what, 5-5 five, five now? Yep. Four to f- it's 4-4. Four 4-4. To four. Four four to four. Four. Uh, James said 4-4 four four last time, and we corrected him. Matthew four Terry. Now. All right. Has Mizzou ever played Arizona State in a bowl game? Yes or no? Nah? Yes. How do you know? I don't know. 
Just a guess. Speak, speak quick. No, thank Chris Mitchell, has Mizzou ever played Purdue in a bowl game? Yes or no? Uh, nah. Ah, rats. Woo! 1978 Liberty Bowl. Last ah. time Mizzou played in Liberty Bowl was against Purdue. It's the Boilermakers. Dang. Matthew Terry. This oh, is, is this for the win? This is this is for the win. All right, let's do it's it. Gotta, we got to call this at, at one point. This has to end. Has Mizzou ever played Stanford in a bowl game? Yes or nah? No. Ding, ding. Dang. Mizzou has never played Stanford in a bowl game. You want to hear some of these other teams that they played that you would not really guess that, that Mizzou would have had anything to do with? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, you can just aim off like one or two. Uh, yeah. Maryland. Okay. Okay. West Virginia. Okay. Colorado State. Ooh. Oregon State. Yep. Penn State. All these are schools. All these are teams. South Carolina. Okay. LSU. Hmm. Auburn, Alabama, Florida. Georgia, all, even. All in bowl games. All in bowl games. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break now that Orna is over and I have won again. But when we come back, we're going to wrap things up with a statement of the week. Quick break, end of the show coming up on the other side of this break, folks. Stay tuned. Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. song to come into the show with i don't want to do this <laughs> what is wrong with you sometimes <laughs> i am angry i've never heard this either i'm actually upset i know the artist though oh uh. you uh. <laughs> welcome back to salute your sports for the last five minutes of the show <laughs> Begrudgingly, I'm Matthew Terry with Chris Mitchell and James Stanley sitting there behind the board, annoying us all as he always does. With much chagrin, all of it. Much, uh, <laughs> much too grin. Uh, well, that's what uh, we're doing right now. Unlike us. Turn it off. <laughs> Get this off our radio waves. All right, got one thing to do as we wrap up this show, and the the mood we're in, you would think we're going to air grievances, but we've been doing that a lot lately. It's been yeah. kind of sad. So we're just going to go with the general statement of the week. The week. Of course, James, Chris, and I going to take about a minute to just rant about something, anything, everything that's going on with our lives as I continue to stall for James to pull up the music. I got to shoot off a quick uh, statement before I get into my actual statement. Uh, sure. What's your quick statement? Uh, my quick statement is for Artie Burns of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. For blowing the game for the Steelers by going offsides three times on the Chargers' final field goal. Amazing. Yikes. James hit the music. In which uh, the Chargers miss shanked the field goal, had their kick blocked, and then they finally made it on that third one. All right. 
So, Chris, do you want to get in your actual statement first, or James, do you want to start? I can start us off, but right, although I'm it. airing my grievances with the Missouri School of Journalism I know right you now. are. So here's what happened. Friday, I spend about two hours working on my on my final project for B1. Come back, turn in the equipment, I leave my SD card in the camera. Now, that's my fault, but I, dr- I get in my car, drive around the block, and 10 minutes later, I drive back to journalism school to go get my card. It's so like 10 minutes have passed since I've dropped off the camera. The equipment lab, this is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, is closed. The person who was there who got my camera just left. They left before their shift ended. And this has happened like 30 times now throughout the whole semester. I'm not the only person who's had this problem. And anyways, try to go back in to get my SD card. It's, you know, I can't do it. I can't. It's it's locked inside this door. Anyways, Monday rolls around and go back to get my card and it's gone. My final project is gone and I'm still not done with it. It was due this morning. Oh, oh, that's awful. So, and right now I have no mercy from my professors about this either. Ooh. Oh, that's terrible. It's it is bull crap. Yeah. Just because someone is being lazy and incompetent and wants to leave work early, why should my grade have to suffer? And that's mm. what I'm airing my grievances about. All those statements of the week. Chris? That's her. Okay, my statement of the week is about Bill Snyder, who announced that he was going to be retiring on Sunday. I know a lot of you. Uh, Longer in the tooth, uh, Mizzou fans might have some beef with anyone uh, who. I have no beef with Bill Snyder. I, or like just like case anyone across state line, people okay, might have beef yeah. with. <laughs> Any anywhere in the region of Kansas, they might have beef with. I mean, like I mean, like K State has never been a threat to Mizzou, so. Yeah, I mean that's I was, I was the, trying to go. The for series it. is like sixty three and three. Yeah, it's like nothing. It's like nothing. Anyways, what Bill Snyder was able to do for that uh, team, building it up from like nothing to make it like. Uh, actual like contender in the Big 12, even having to like you know like battle like cancer and things like that. The what what he was able to do to that program is something like, even if you're like a fan of a team in the Big 12 who like doesn't like K State, you got to tip your hat to Bill Snyder. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go something real quick, right here as we wrap up. I'm gonna talk about my favorite hockey team, my beloved Buffalo Sabers, going on a 10 game winning streak, tying the franchise record during November, including like six games that went to overtime. They trailed in the third period in about seven or eight of those 10 games. So going to be a young team. They know they're going to hit some rough spots, and they've already hit one right now as they've lost four straight and just lost to the biggest rivals, the Toronto Maple Leafs, in overtime at home, which I'm still bitter about. But anyways, Buffalo Sabres off to a fantastic start to this year. Really fun team to watch. Rasmus Dahlin is the future of hockey at defenseman. Right there, and I love him. So that's how the show is going to end. Thank you, James. Thank you, Chris. Thank you to everyone listening for joining along with me. A few quick words, sports social media. Stay up to date with the latest sports news on and off campus by following at KCOU Sports and at KCOU Salute on Twitter and Instagram. KCOU Sports Social Media provides schedules for upcoming broadcasts, Sports Saturday information, links to the latest columns from our talented staff, and much, much more. Once again, at KCOU Sports, at KCOU Salute on Twitter and Instagram for the latest happenings on the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Thank you for joining us for another fine Wednesday edition. I don't know if we're going to be on the air next week. It's finals week, so it's tough. We'll keep you updated. Follow Chris on the Twitter page, at KCOU Salute. Thank you all for another fantastic edition. Stay safe, folks.